Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Joseph was a son of his father's old age. He was daddy's pet. And among other things, daddy gave him a coat of many colors. And his brothers didn't like it. I'm going to tell you something, people. When you really start prospering, some of your brothers may not like it, but Joseph created some of his own problems. Joseph's dreams took many years and many needless pains to come true because he did something he shouldn't have done. Joseph told his brothers his dream. Ladies and gentlemen, you should not tell everybody your prosperity dream. This is why you need to come to a place like this where we can all talk prosperity and shout prosperity and share our prosperity dreams because we have a certain accord here for that. You ready for this affirmation? I am as rich as God. And you can't go running out there telling everybody. You can't even go back home and tell everybody. And I've even got Bible for it. The father said to the prodigal son's elder brother, he said, son, all that I have is yours. Not some. Now, I know that's too rich for some of you. Oh, blasphemy. You can't tell everybody that. What? Blasphemy. I am as rich as God. Joseph told his brothers his dream. You can't tell everybody this stuff. Wait until they're ready for it. You know, I already preached to you everything that you're ready for is ready for you. Some folks not ready for this yet. I want to share the word with you from Reverend Ike's study guide. Now, I want to call your attention to the subject addressed on page 20. And the... The subject is define and declare. Now let's read the scripture for this lesson. I like to read the text. And those of you who have not heard me speak before, this is not an intellectual exercise. And I do a lot of purposeful repetition. Why? Because that is the way the subconscious learns, by repetition. How do you think you learned to be sick? Sickness is something that mankind, mindkind, had to learn. Because when God created you and God got through with you, He said it is good and very good. Also, sin is something that man had to learn. Poverty had to be learned. And how do people get into all of these situations and circumstances today? Because they hear the same thing repeated again and again and again. That is why we use affirmations here. What the mind hears continually it will begin to believe and to act upon. The scripture that I'm going to read with you is Ephesians, the third chapter, the 20th verse. I love that scripture that says, He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Listen to that. 
How did he do it? He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. I don't know whether Bishop Xavier is going to tell you this or not, so I'll tell him. That's because it makes me think of something. A couple of weeks ago, he was driving his Escalante through the canyon in Malibu. And I've started it now. Come on down here. A coyote jumped out in front of him. It just appeared in front of the car all of a sudden. And uh, I didn't have time to think or anything. So I swerved to get out of the way. And immediately that big top-heavy SUV began careening back and forth, skidding to the side, and I could not get back in control of the thing. It just went right out of control. And it just all happened so quickly in a heartbeat. I was able to get it straight again, but then it swerved off the road, hit an embankment. And as I hit the embankment, the force was transferred, and I started to roll. And just as I started to roll, I stated, harm to none. And the car began to roll. Rolled over once, boom. Rolled over twice, boom. Car righted itself. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't believe I just crashed and rolled in my car. <laughs> and I'm taking inventory. Everything is there. Everything feels fine, feels good. And so I climbed out the window because the door would not open. But I think what you're getting at with being definite with the word, be it define and declare, the scariest thing about being in control of that car is that I did not know in my conscious mind whether I was going to get badly messed up or not. But during the whole thing, I felt the part of me that knew, holding the intention and making the statement that I'm not going to be messed up here. I'm not going to have this as an opportunity to get broken and battered. And when I hit the embankment and began to roll, that was what the most frightening part, not knowing whether I was going to go over the edge. When the car started turning, it's as if all of the intention inside me to not be harmed came out. And harm to none, that was what I defined and declared, and indeed I wasn't harmed. What, what were those words you said as the car began to spin out of control? Harm to none. Harm to none. Catch these words, people. You never know when you may need to. That's harm something. to none. What does that harm mean? Harm to none. It means harm to none. Let no one be injured. Let no one be hurt by the actions, by the occurrences that are taking place. And I've spoken these words to you before in the context of when we're programming for what we want, when we're defining and declaring, you know, the work we've done together with meditation and visualization, what have you. Whenever you want to create something, whenever you want to manifest something, it's always important with your programming to add the words, this or better, meaning that there's room for something better than what I can envision right now, to let it drop in, and with harm to none, meaning that I don't want anybody to be harmed by my creation. I don't want anybody to be harmed in order to have what I want. Now, you hold that intention. When there's something good that we desire, we don't go about trying to take it from other people or to harm someone in order to have what we want or my benefit should not come at anyone else's expense. And I believe you also told me when you, when you called me on the phone that when you saw those eyes glaring at you in the dark, you didn't know whether it was a person or not. That's why you swerved. Right. That was the thing. It just appeared so quickly in front of the car. I just said, oh, God, don't let that be a person because it looks like I'm going to hit it. But I swerved out of the way because I, I didn't want to harm whatever was in front of the, the vehicle. And the thing hit an embankment and rolled over twice. And you crawled out without a scratch. A minor scratch, but... <laughs> <laughs> no harm done, certainly. No harm done. 
And, you know, all in all, it was a pretty cushy roll, I must say. <laughs> a little like an amusement park ride. <laughs> but at the time, it wasn't that much fun. <laughs> and I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> all right. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. It's good to know how to get a hold of the Word. Thank you, son. We'll hear from you later. Define and declare. The stuff works if you work with it, you see. Ephesians 3.20. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. Oh, boy, I love God. God is just the God of superlatives. You know, I get joy out of just reading it. Come on, let's start it again. And let's change the pronoun to a noun. God is able. God in me is able. God in me, on me, through me, as me, for me. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Define and declare. Now, in life, you have to define and declare what you want to be, to do, and to have. Because if you don't, they, the world, will take a hold of your self-definition. Reverend Ike said some years ago these words, and I love these words. I am not other people's opinions. When you learn that, that liberates you sets you free from what people think about you. Now, what do you think about me? That's your opinion. But I'm not your opinion. I am God's opinion. Shout that three times. I am God's opinion. I am God's opinion. I am God's opinion. I'm not even the opinion of my ego. I am God's opinion. Have you ever read God's opinion of you? When God got through making you, what did God say? As a matter of fact, you know, a lot of planning went into you. A lot of divine planning. Why should you come along and mess it up? And Elohim said, Let us make man in our own image and in our likeness. That's what God said. That's what Elohim said. And you think you were just made helter-skelter. There's a conference about you in the councils of heaven. Let us make a manifestation of God. That's something to tell you. God had nothing to make you out of but God. Now, that's why I take issue with the theologians in this business of original sin. That is one of the biggest lies ever perpetrated on mankind. Sin is not original. Righteousness is original. After I'd been out of the cemetery, I mean seminary, for 18 years, I met my, one of my professors, and he said, you know, I hear about those doctrines you're preaching. He said, but what about the doctrine of original sin? I said, Dr. So-and-so, you know very well that man is not an original sinner. There's nothing original about sin. Righteousness is original. Original sin is the theologian's opinion. But I'm not the theologian's opinion. See, you need to learn this. 
Uh, my daughter-in-law was singing at a whole life expo. She told me something very interesting. And somebody found out that she was Reverend Ike's daughter-in-law. They began to ask her about Reverend Ike, spout some of the opinions. What was it? You know, I'm not embarrassed. That's one of my gifts. You can't tell enough lies on me to embarrass me and get my money. Uh-uh. <laughs> what did they say? Martin didn't stand up. What if Rosa didn't sit down? What if Malcolm didn't matter? Where would we be now? What if Molly didn't get up, stand up? What if the boys didn't come to advance us? And Mandela didn't come to teach us? Where would we be now?
For Jessica and Tasia on Hindsight Radio. Peace, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica and Tasia. Um, we hope everyone's doing well, um, despite everything that's going on right now in the world. Um, a lot of us melanated people are um, upset, angry, um, hurting, feeling betrayed, feeling like our lives don't matter pretty much. So um, with everything going on with Breonna Taylor, the investigation, the verdict, the murderers acquitted, all of that, um, has the cities in the uproar. I know I haven't been on social media like that because I like to protect myself a little bit when it comes to that. I mean, the whole Breonna Taylor um, incident just really upset me for a long time. And I'm, if, even if I get to thinking deep on it, it still will upset me. But um, yeah, it's just amazing like what people can get away with. It is the sad thing is it's not surprising, but it's still just is straight bullcrap, mm-hmm. you know. So it's crazy. What do you think, Tasia? It's it's very disheartening, and I just, I just, I I'm actually in disbelief right now. It's not like oh. This just shouldn't be happening, you know? It just shouldn't be. Like, this girl, she was just in her own home sleep, and I don't understand why the grand jury, they didn't charge the officers. It just, it doesn't make sense. It just baffles me. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wrap my, my head around it. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we just. I mean, that affects us um, in a way, but um, we just keep going, which protect my peace. I'm not on social media like that, and I see the stories, but I'm not, like, engaging, indulging in it. So, um, you know, we just have to just keep keep, uh, keep going in the positive light, you know, like, in our own lane, whatever we can do. That's kind of like why that song, we play that song by Indiari. Um, Like, what if, like, we just stay in our lane and we just do what we're supposed to do as a 
people, as a person, you know, you can make a difference. And then you just have love. Love is trumps everything, you know. But anyway, we have some news. Now, things didn't go according to our plans, but okay. it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Definitely it's fine. Yeah. So for us we have an ebook. We told you guys about did we tell them it was an ebook? Okay. Yeah, so e-book, yes. last week we talked about how we were gonna have ebook coming out and it's supposed to drop today, but we'll it'll be available Saturday instead. So in a couple of days. Um, but we just want to really make sure we take our time uh, with getting it out, the product, um, to make it as valuable as possible for you guys. So we're just taking the extra time. It's We probably have it up tomorrow instead of today. More than likely, it would definitely be um, this before this weekend's over. But Right. So we'll just we just said Saturday to be safe, mm-hmm. but it could really be available tomorrow. But anyway, just keep checking that. It's, it's on the website. So you can look at it in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it's it will be available this weekend. Yeah. So in our ebook is about preparation, preparation. Pretty much. Preparation. It gives you a lot of um information and insight on things that you just really don't think about. Some tips. We've talked about some things on the show, but we haven't gone a little bit more in depth so there's some things a little bit more in depth um it's like a generalized overview of what you can be doing during this time we tried to play something by Brev and Ike earlier but this sound was kind of off but it kind of went into what we wanted to talk about later on today um and when in regards to preparation it was um about Joseph. And, I mean, even though his reference, Reverend Ike was talking more about Joseph discussing his dream and what it did to him to discuss his dream but um, in the Bible. But we didn't, you know, we had to switch it up real quick. But, um, I mean, I still like what we played. But with that being said, um, we were just thinking about, like in this season, we we're doing a lot of things. We're doing a lot of not just us. I'm talking about people in general. Like people are getting stuff done, and it's really good. There's some things we still got to get done. Still stuff on my list that I have not hit, which really gets to me a little bit. But I mean, I can't negate the fact that I'm making progress in other areas, even if it's just day to day, you know, things, assignments or activities. Um, or job aids that you you know that I need to get done, but it's like I know people that are making strides, and then I know people that aren't doing anything, you know. But I was just thinking about like how there is literally a season where you're supposed to be doing certain things. Like when you think about it, like fall is coming up. Like even the animals prepare. You know, they prepare like bears, they go into hibernation, squirrels, they out here prepping. Everybody is to prepare, you know. So even um, in Exodus, no, Genesis, 
it talks about, uh, well, the story of Joseph, you know, there's a part where he interprets Pharaoh's dream Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was about the famine on the land, seven years of famine. And God warned Pharaoh in a dream, but he couldn't interpret it. But Joseph was, he could interpret dreams, so he interpreted it. And therefore, there was a remedy in it. So he had to save, they had to save, what do they save? Like, basically, food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but they, it was a, it was strategic. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, it was, was strategic in the way that when, he prepped um, Pharaoh. He he was so uptight. He was so upset about nobody being able to interpret his dream. He had tried everybody to interpret the dream, but um, he when he got Joseph, he remembered Joseph, and he came and he interpreted it. Immediately, he had peace over him. So yeah. God gave him peace because. He had a plan, and he knew how to prepare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then it was, um, but the thing is, what got me the most was all that they put back, like all the grain and corn, all that stuff that they had to set aside. They were, instead of it, there was enough, basically, to harvest and to set aside so that way when people came in and they needed it and they bought by their you know their goods from pharaoh um they had enough to spare so the people made it through the famine they just you know were prepared for it but had they not listened to the dream that's another thing like we have dreams even to this day um that a lot of us don't know how to interpret and how how to interpret. Um, but there's plenty of messages in our dreams. So just don't always like brush your dreams to the side mm-hmm. um, because the dream that Pharaoh had, I mean, it, it made him, he was shook, you know, and that's another thing. Like sometimes like don't, Ignore how you feel in a dream either, because that means that's attached to the dream. Good job. Yes, mm-hmm. the emotions attached to the dream says a lot as well. So um, he knew he wanted to get to the bottom of it. He was like, "Look, like somebody better tell me what this dream is about, you know, or there's going to be harm to some people." But, um, but yeah, so it's kind of like what happened with us when you think about it, when it came to um, even preparing an ebook, um, we just had the tug. So even if it's not for everybody that's listening to this right now, that, I mean, I don't know where you are in the journey and if you feel like you need to be doing all of this or that, but we know like for some people it is vital. Like even the people we talk to by word of mouth, um, face to face, they don't even, they're not even thinking about the events happening and they weren't thinking about preparing and just for those um, individuals that have even prepared just a little bit, it's already been a blessing, you know? So, I mean, and um, 
I'm going to say it, it is for everybody because um, yeah. prepping is necessary because you, you never know with all the uncertainty it right is. now. And even if, um, you know, it's unemployment as a, is at an all-time high right now. And if you, God forbid, something happens and you're not able to work, Right. Then you still need to have food for you and your family for that little time that you're off or that little time that you're not able to go out and hustle or mm-hmm. if situations arise again and they start shutting us in again or curfews or whatever and it's affecting businesses, you got to right. make sure you have everything in place for your business, for your um, home. So it's definitely and it takes the worry away. Right. When you have it, when you're prepared. Right. So it's yeah. not just prepping for a doomsday. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's it's prepping in life in general. You need to have everything in place. And um, with the push that we had, the pull that we had, um, it's not just what you need to have, but it to be uh, strategic mm-hmm. and um, know what resources you have around you. And it, it doesn't. It's not, it doesn't have to be a lot, cost a lot. There's creative and effective ways to prepare. So, yeah, exactly. And that's, a, that's what we do um, in the ebook. We share some things, things that people don't even really think about. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when it comes to prepping, I mean, people feel like, oh, I'm not going to spend all that money on this or that. But the thing is, it's just little by little. Like when you're out, you just grab a few items. It's not all food items, you know. Um, and if it's not in your budget to get, um, but let's say like a tent, if you felt like you needed one, um, if you were one of those people that prep and plan for, like if you have to go somewhere on foot, um, you know, just get, pick one up eventually, you know what I mean? Just plan it out. And stuff is not, like, expensive. It's not like go out and – now, it will become expensive if you just make a list and you just go out and get everything. If you could do that, that's fine. Yeah, that's, um, that's great. But it is best to do little by little because some of the stuff they didn't have. Like, even in the beginning when we started prepping, they did not have beans in bulk. Like, we yeah, ended we up finding, things. what, the eight-pound bag? Mm-hmm. We had to go to multiple stores just to find beans. So that's another thing. Like, right now, things are starting to go out of stock. Mm-hmm. So in some some places you're not seeing it, and it's fine. I mean, well, it's not really fine. The thing is um, you may not see it, so you don't feel it, but there's a lot of stuff happening. Like there's plenty of times we go to the restaurant, they don't have an item. They can't mm-hmm. make you a certain dish yes. because they don't have onions, you know, or they don't have chicken, or they're running out of chicken. Like it's like you don't see it because the shelves, I guess because of the great, you know, when COVID first hit and the great quarantine came about, it was just like all the shelves were mm-hmm. empty because of the toilet paper and they were wiping out the toilet paper. They were wiping out everything, um, the yeah, water. It used to go with the media, too, how the media really has yeah. an effect <laughs> on everybody because you could just say, oh, you know, there's not going to, they're, they're going to close the stores down. You better hurry up. Yeah. And if you're prepped and ready, 
Yeah, you don't you're, even not have to, you're not worried. You don't have to go out with the craziness and right. the people, and you don't know how people act. So yeah, and that's the thing, and that's what made us have to go out. It was because of the people. It wasn't even the fact that we were afraid and all of that. It was just like, okay, well, we need to get some things, you know, because they're running out. People. Because of the the kids, it was like we have to go get uh, more food because the kids have to stay home now. You know what I mean? They have to finish school at from home and you had to make sure you had lunches and that's, you know, and then eventually they so they did lunches for the kids anyway, outside of, um, even though the kids mm-hmm. were doing, um, school that's, at home. That's another thing. There's so many resources, um, that's out here, like mm-hmm. in food pantries and, uh, just food programs and school programs for kids to eat and, like you don't even really have to sign up for anything. Like there, there are resources, right? And the thing is, people need to. Like my friend was talking about this today. She homeschools her kids. She's always have, and she was saying that she keeps forgetting to go and go get the lunches for their, her children. She said because she's going to try to start doing that. Because the thing is, if there's not enough people going to pick up food, they lose their funding. So um, they even ask you, like, when they, if you go sign up or whatever the process is, they're like, they, they're giving you the schedule. They're asking you to please come back. Certain areas, um, like, where it's a little rougher, they were, like, really telling the people, like, come back out. Please come back out because, huh? Inner city. Inner yes, city. the inner city um, kids, they were, um asking for them to come back so that they could not lose their funding in those underprivileged areas um, because, yeah, and I don't think people, like, people didn't know. I had to tell people. I had to tell relatives and family members because I knew, like, um, around here, I was feeling like I was getting blessed. I'm like, oh, there's all kinds of stuff out here. But then I'm like, what are what else is there around the city? So I had to look into those things for other people. And it's just like, you just got to look. And um, But when I was telling them about it, um, I had some family members I was telling about it, and they, they were appreciative. And um, it was good to find somewhere that was close to them that they could actually get to when they were having car problems. You know, and they were low on funds and money, I mean, funds and food. So they had a lot of children, and um, I don't know, that was a blessing. So there are a lot of things out here, and the food that they give is not like crappy food. Like, they give you the stuff that you buy, you're going to buy off the shelf anyway, but it's just like because of, I don't know, overabundance of some items. And then um, coming up close on some expiration dates, depending mm-hmm. on what it is, they give. And then there's like places like Panera Bread, where they're giving out lunches. They give out lunches to the children. They give out little school kits. Um, some of these pantries, they don't just give out food. They also give out like different resources if your kids needed um, school supplies and things like that. I don't know, but there's just a lot of things out here that you may want to check out because um, people are they're they have funding for this type of stuff for now. And as you get it, just, I mean, eat it, store it, and preserve it. So even if you don't have to do canning like I do, if you don't do canning, freeze the stuff. You know, blanch some of the stuff and freeze it. Um, chop up some bell peppers and onions and 
throw them in a freezer bag, um, you know, vacuum seal it, but just definitely be a good steward of it and don't let it go to waste and give it away. There's plenty of times we give stuff away, give stuff to our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff to the kids around here. Yep. So it's just like, that's just, that was, preparing was just near and dear to us. It was just kind of like a push for us. And I had never been, like, I mean, I already, like, was low-key a prepper because I don't like to get low on anything. I like, but never to this magnitude. I mean, just seeing what happened. So that's the thing. Like, we, no one predicted that COVID was going to hit like this. And if you did, I mean, the word didn't get around to us. So it's like no one predicted that COVID would happen in this way to the point where they were actually shutting down stores. So, like, when you're running out of soap, you know, like, it's just, it's getting, it got a little rough. So it's like, just prepare, prepare now. And it's still, it's just never too late. It's never even too late to grow your food. There's plenty of food that grows. There's plenty of different seeds you can plant and grow and prepare for the next season or it grows through the different months. So now is the time for you to like plant potatoes and broccoli and things like that. Um, Our greens are out here flourishing and it's about time to like harvest those. I mean, I'm still new to gardening, so I really don't know what lasts through the fall, (laughs) you know, but I know it's not going to last through the fall. So, I mean, through the winter or anything like that. Plus we're going to need to eat them. They're like huge. So considering, I've never gardened before, not really, not for food. Um, and the fact that I just started off with just a few seeds in the ground, like put it in some dirt, and now they're just, like, huge. I'm just, like, pretty proud that I was able to do something just so simple as that, like just grow some food um, and then still have, like, squash coming in and then getting some things prepared for even next year, like strawberries and things like that. So, um yeah that's pretty much that's just pretty much um I just basically since it works for me I just feel like everybody needs that kind of like motivation and example because it's like I was not a person that's out here growing food it's just like it's for anybody like you don't have to be on a farm you know so it's, I don't know, I'm pretty proud of that because, I mean, pretty soon I'm about to cook those, mm-hmm. you know. And if I have too many, then I just blanch them and put them in and store them. But, yeah, so. And, yeah, we went through that. And you, you actually did get pretty good at canning, too. You're like a professional at that now. <laughs> yeah, um, I won't say I'm a professional because you always have to look at the book. But, um, yeah. I look. I can look forward to it, and and canning is kind of like you just feel proud when you do it because you know there's no additives, or preservatives. I mean, the additives are things like what you put in there to go with it. Like, okay, cucumbers, you're adding like vinegar and things like that. But you know, you don't have to have all those preservatives and other things that you really don't know in there. And then like. It just it comes out better and it tastes better because it's not that aluminum tin can taste mm-hmm. that cans leave. I mean, I mean we have canned goods too, but I'm just saying like 
I mean, if you get a bag of potatoes, y'all, like, don't let those potatoes go to waste. First of all, plant them when they sprout. They'll make it through the winter. You know, plant those. And then, um, but can those things, like, put them in a mason jar, put them in a pressure canner, and just, you peel them, you know, put them in, dice them up however you want to, whatever your preference is, and then store those away because, you're going to need them in the winter. like. And the thing is, we don't know because we're not in that type of group um, as far as farmers go, but, like, mm-hmm. homesteaders, those type of people, they know what's going on. So mm-hmm. if they're, if I'm following a bunch of farmers, you know, people that do their own homesteading, if they're telling us that we need to – stock up, then we need to stock up. And that was another thing because um, Octavia had told me the year before to stock up on cans. Not this year, but last year. And I didn't know. I never did. You know, I remembered when she said, oh, I was like, I don't like that. But I stocked up on frozen frozen vegetables. She was like, okay, well, whatever, however you want to do it. Um, And I didn't know it would affect us to this day. So, yeah, this year. I didn't know. So, it's like, it may not hit when you think it's supposed to hit. I'm thinking, oh, it's supposed to happen within the same time frame. But, no, it was hard to find a lot of vegetables. She said, but she she's a homesteader, so she follows um, the farmers. And she was saying that how the harvest was horrible. Yeah, and we had known that from when we went to the farmer markets. We'd go to the farmer markets, and they're telling us, like, okay, Oh, it's about to be a food shortage, and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, so they should know they're farmers. Mm-hmm. So they're even telling us to prepare at the farmers market. Right, and it's not like it's not like Y two K, like when everybody was like afraid that the world was ending with just this internet. That's how I remember that was young, but it's like just be prepared, and basically you should know because. We all saw what can happen just by, like, the media planning or, you know, showing a crisis. Yeah. And And then the economy, yeah. So So just have all these different – just have plans in place. Yeah, I I remember when I was younger, like, my grandmother, she always had cans, like, just just in case mm -hmm. backed up, like, prepared. But that's pretty much how how they did. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just some big event has to happen. It's just. Right. That's true. It's not that some event has to happen. Like you said, like if people, the way the economy is happening, the job is a shortage in jobs. So it's just like you just want to be able to eat and you want to be able to live. So it's more than that, too. And then, like, just like the currency changes and, like, the value in gold and silver, it's like, there's all kinds of things that you can invest in, mm-hmm. um, or should I say prepare in all those aspects from money to food to your weapons, your household, um, just things like that so you can make it through. And then when we, we're going to just, I mean, as long as you're prepared, everything will most likely work out. You'll make it through, just like they made it through the famine. Um, you know, they they held back some of the grains. No, it just would have been not that some of it would have been wasted, and it's, you just wouldn't have been prepared. Like, if you're just not storing it, you're just cooking it and wasting it and, you know, giving it out. But, yeah, they held back 
in the Bible, they held back the grain and people came, you know, was able to sustain because it was across the, where was, yeah. Yeah. And you know what else helped us? Like, I know, you know, as we're preparing to prep and as we're prepping little by little, getting things together, um, we had to make some room to store our stuff. <laughs> yeah, horrible. So we had to think of creative ways mm-hmm. to have storage. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my goodness. If you got to use under your bed, um, had to put make get some shelves, put some shelves together, and yep, shelving. I had to get rid of a lot of stuff. I got rid of clothes. Um, that's, I and that's rearrange. A, that's a purging too, because I actually cleaned out my closet and I I sold some of my stuff that I had. Yeah, you did good. And I just put it on eBay and sold it, so I actually yeah. got money from it and made room. So that was that oh. was great. Someone, um, we have someone with their hand raised, so I'm going to let you speak. Um, 919948. Hi, Kaza. Hi, Jessica. Hi, this is Beth. Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth. Hi. So I hear you all talking about um, making preparations, and I think that's a good topic. I just wanted to add to that and say that I think it's also important to prepare our minds to know that we we will have everything we need. And I think yeah. Yeah, I think our minds and words are just as powerful. And if we worry and think there won't be enough, then that will happen. And I think storing yeah. is also important. I've been storing for a while now, even before COVID or, you know, mm-hmm. potential food shortage. I actually have a potato kit that I wanted to start inside my home. And I'm looking forward to doing that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I just want to know to join in on the conversation. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate it. But, no, that's good because um, that is one line that I like to use is don't be scared, be prepared. Because, okay. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just what you have to do. Like, it's not like, like be anxious and go out here and go get that, go get that, because here comes the doomsday. It's just like, no, when you see it, you know, just grab it, <laughs> you know. So, right. yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks, Beth. Yeah. That is important. Oh, you are. You all have a blessed evening. Thank you. You, you too. Oh, and um, tune in to Beth's show, too. She, her show is on Sundays at 7, the mm-hmm. homeschooling show, and um, she has a seminar coming out here soon, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, look out for that. Her and Akeem. Okay. So, thank, um, you. thank, thank you. Beth. Yeah. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Um, mental health. We talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like holistic, well-roundedness. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, and I'm glad Beth did share that because actually today, like. We're just thinking um, in a mind of abundance, like just thinking thoughts of abundance. And we have all these resources that got we got blessed today by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just that thought process. And Right. And um, I had to, I didn't even know to the extent of what was going on with Brianna Taylor. Like I said, I, I mean, I'm on social, I'm not going to act like I'm not on social media, but I have not been able to indulge or anything like that, which is a good thing. Um, but 
yeah, because we're so focused and on positive things. But then I had to, like, I did want to take a step back and, like, kind of know what was going on. Like, oh, okay, you know, well, this happened, you know, and, like, oh, the city is probably in an uproar. But not our city because I don't know what's going on. But I know I just heard something about yeah, it. I read that they, they had, like, a curfew People are where they live. But it's just, like, but when we keep ourselves on track, mm-hmm. that stuff won't affect us. Yeah. And that's why I said, like, before I used to be, like, oh, I could get it, you know, I don't know, in a sunken place. Yeah, and even, but, like, Akeem said it before, like, he's saying that he, since COVID, he's been blessed just because you have, have to have a mindset. Mm-hmm. That's all, even with um, Reverend Ike, he said that, too. Like, your mind and what you say has an effect on it powerful mm-hmm. it is so what you see how you see yourself that's what will happen so don't don't have a dude type of mentality yeah um yeah. and then that's what i'm saying like some people you don't see it be thankful that you don't see it if you don't see the, sh- the shortage the food shortage if you never see like um hard times hit your door awesome like we don't either you know what i mean but just just make, I mean, just stay prepared. That's all. Have everything in order. Have mm-hmm. your affairs in order. Um, but, you know, in the beginning, before COVID hit, I had, a, I had a prophetic dream about being prepared as well. And it wasn't telling me, like, what we're doing now. I didn't know, I didn't know what we're going to be doing that. But it was basically saying get everything in order, you know. So, I mean, you have to take heed to that, right? For whatever reason, I'm here and we're able to do certain things now. So it's good that we are obedient to that intuition, to what God is telling us, mm-hmm. and we just perform and act on it. Because if you don't, think about it. Think if Joseph was never able to interpret the dream, and Pharaoh had that dream, the famine swept across the entire country, people would have died. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying people didn't die, but, I mean... People lived. A lot of people lived, so they were prepared. Yeah, so, you got to be obedient to that, that, to be prepared. that inner voice. You got to be mm-hmm. obedient to what the spirit is telling you, what your spirit is telling you. You got to move on, act on it, because it it, it affects mm-hmm. other people. It, exactly. It's not this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this affects everyone. People don't know. So, yes. So, yeah. Anybody have anything else? I don't see any more hands raised. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to you all reading our book. And we will announce when it's out. Um, we're on Instagram and at JT News. Is it underscore? Yeah, underscore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're there. Um, and just check back at our on our website. Um, we're, we tend to keep that updated. We try and mm-hmm. yeah, you guys. So we just say, everybody stay positive. Um, and just, I don't know. I have good feelings. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't too. have any worries. Mm-mm, no. Um, yep. So everybody just keep your self in a happy place. So, yes. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, you all. We will talk again yes, every Thursday, we'll Thursday make 7 sure, o'clock. Make sure y'all tune in to Truth Tuesday. Yep, what I can. 
Freedom Friday. Oh, we have someone on Monday. What time? I think seven. Everyone's seven, right? Might be seven. Oh yeah, we're taking over the nation. Okay, that information is, station that, changing the nation. I, yeah, you beat me to it. Okay. <laughs> that is like his like thing, and he, but whatever he has in his mind, he has it rolling out. You know, so it was like he's. We're gonna have like something every day, and it's good to listen to. And if you can't listen to him, you just listen to it when you can. You know, it's information out here. So awesome. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate you all. You guys be blessed and have a wonderful weekend. Peace. Peace, everyone. Martin didn't stand up. What if Rosa didn't sit down? What if Malcolm didn't matter? Where would we be now? What if Molly didn't get up, stand up? What if the voice didn't come to advance us? And Mandela didn't come to teach us? Where would we be now?
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 